What's up? Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Rock and Rail Show. We got Lauren here with us again today. This is uh, round three of our draft prospects for the 2022 draft, which is coming up so quick. It's coming up on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Yep, yep. Whatever channel is coming on, I don't know. ESPN? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to be at the draft party, though, so holla at me. What's going on with y'all today? Yeah, Mid-City Yacht Club. You hear me now. <laughs> okay, y'all going to be in the Mid-City Yacht Club, and I'm going to have my ass inside the blender. Hey, um, chopping it up with people in there, so uh, we're gonna get the, the take on on both sides of the celebration, courtesy yep. of the Lakers. Uh, yep. number eight pick. We, I just gonna keep throwing that out there. We appreciate y'all, motherfuckers for uh, letting yep. us uh, get this number eight slot. Um, <laughs> and, and hopefully, whoever's joining us, you know, um, is ready. That's all we want them to be ready, ready mentally, ready physically, because whoever it's gonna be, we trust the head, the the, the head, to 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 put the feet together. So so, so we good. Get us running. That's it. Be ready. <laughs> so um, who's starting off first? But before we start this off, though, let's let's say this right quick. So today we got a Pelican birthday, and we want to give a shout out to Trey Murphy. Happy Trey. birthday to you. <laughs> Um, uh, 22nd yeah. birthday, I believe. <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday to you, Trey. Um, yes, sir. And, and enjoy it, man. Uh, those years come around real quick. Next thing you know, you're 30. So hey. enjoy that 22. Don't get too lifted. Um, <laughs> but enjoy it, bro. Yeah. Number 25, gonna be 25 before you know it. The blink okay. of an eye, the blink of an eye. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I want to do another shout out. Um, today is also my son's birthday. So shout out to my son. Um, on his 19th birthday there you go the smart one but uh shout out to my son uh making 19 today i thank god for him and uh you know i wouldn't be doing none of this if it wasn't for him in my life so uh shout out to him hope uh them two gemini's multiple personality (laughs) people enjoy their birthdays today i always knew trey was a good dude especially when miss albita told me he was born on june 18th so (laughs) shout out to them too now we my can guy. get this shit started. That's my play cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, who who we start with? Who's going first? Uh, who we talking about first? We're gonna go ahead and let Falaron go ahead and kick us off. All right, so we're gonna start with AJ Griffin, the Duke forward, six six, one and done guy. Um, one of the youngest players in the draft. He doesn't make 19 until um August. There's not many uh guys in the draft younger than him. Um, the thing with AJ Griffin, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. He's one of those guys that, like, if you go back and you look at um his college tape and you know, him hooping with, I, I'm not really sure if it's AAU or how much basketball he did. You know, a lot of those young guys play in those different leagues and get a lot of reps, Um, you know what I mean, in and out of camps before they, you know, play their college season. Um, You know, it, his ceiling was really high and not that it isn't, but he looks like a bit of a, of a different player. It was uh, a lot more athletic and that's saying something because at the end of the day he's still a guy that's 
projected to go, you know what I mean, like in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So if if the idea of oh he fell or his his upside isn't that high, that still says a lot. Um, you know, but at his lone Duke season, he averaged 10 4 1 on 44, I'm sorry, 49, 44, 79 shooting splits, which means that from the field, 49%, from three, 44%, free throw line, 79%. Um, he's a volume shooter. Um, but the thing about it is the guy is incredibly efficient. Like mm-hmm. when I say efficient, I mean efficient with a true shooting of, of 50, of, of, I'm sorry, 63%. So that's a guy that when a ball is in his hands and he's taking shots, they going in. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I do think when I look back on, you know, moments from the season, I think that he was a little bit miscast. And the idea of being miscast is almost like, so either you were playing ultimately out of position or you can you can argue that he wasn't really used right or didn't get much of an opportunity. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of begs the question of, you know, if he's a guy that's more than a shooter. Um, you know, one of his comps to me were or are Moses Moody, who came mm-hmm. out last year and of course was um, you know, drafted by Golden State 14, you know, shout out to him for getting his, you know, a ring as a rookie, you know what I mean? <laughs> some hardware. Uh, yeah. Okay. Some, some hardware as, as a rookie, Yeah. Um, you know, which is always great for guys to, you know, walk into situations like that, you know what I mean? It can only, it can only help for, for their development, you know what I mean? But it, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same for you know, for everybody, but, um, you know, kind of, kind of same, same, same build, really a lot of the same, everything like six, six as well. Um, you know, I know Moses Moody had like a seven foot wingspan. I think AJ Griffin might be around now, but you're talking about two guys who shot the ball from three at a really, really, really high clip, um, you know, and were efficient. The only thing is, I, I think that a lot of people would agree with me when I say that Moody coming out was a much better defender. And, you know, that's that's kind of what I have written down here about A.J. Griffin is just that, um, you know, the, to me and to a lot of people, like the shooting is worth buying, right? But, but the question is going to be, can he defend at the next level? Certainly, yeah. you know, with, with a 6'6 six, six frame, you know, probably a, a, a seven foot or, or near seven foot, you know, wingspan, people certainly say he has the quote unquote tools to be a, you know what I mean, a, a solid defender at the next level. But again, like going back to the injuries that he sustained, um, you know, and how the injury bug is kind of bitten him, um, like it's, you know, you, you could tell in his quickness, you could tell um, in his bounce throughout the season, uh, you know what I mean? He didn't have that same lateral speed. Like you, like you, like 
you look at the Duke tape, and like I said, you go back and you look at his high school tape, um, you know, and games from camp and, and what have you, and, you know, you, you see a little bit of, of, of a different player. Um, so for me, that's kind of where it's like, I don't want to call that guy a specialist, again, just because I think it, it you know, you in a situation where he, he may have just came in, been asked to be in, you know, this uh, catch and shoot, spot up shooter type role, which mm-hmm. again, like is, is, is him not really given the opportunity to, to show everything he can do, like really put the, the ball in the basket, um, you know, in other ways or, you know, uh, attack on closeouts when they closed out on the board. You know, like we don't know what roles these guys are being asked. So that's why for me, um, a lot of times when talking about these guys and having evaluations of them, I, I try to take what I think their situation was in college and they role in college and try to think of what the situation and role it is that, um, you know, they're going into in the NBA. So, you know what I mean? Quite naturally for a guy who's a three-point shooter, um, you know, you can never have enough of six, six guys that shoot the basketball from three the way that he does. Like literally that's, you know what I mean? That's what an NBA is today. So obviously when you think just from that standpoint, he's an absolute perfect fit next, next to, next to Zion, right? He's an mm-hmm. absolute perfect fit, um, you know, for New Orleans, when you think about it, like it's, it, 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 number one, it, it hits on a Duke side, right? How many Duke guys we, you know, have throughout our organization? Enough, of it. you know what I mean, like enough, <laughs> of it, right? Um, and then, like I said, the the forty four percent on volume, which I think, um, it was like six. I think he took six six trees a game. Um, and made like three of them or something like that. So again, you got a high volume guy that can that can knock them down with ease. Um. And, and efficiently for a team like us who's literally been um, bottom five in, in not only just three-point shooting, uh, but attempts for like the last, you know, three, four, five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see where it, it makes sense. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people are, you know, not as high on him or you know, not as intrigued by him as a, say, uh, a Matherin or Dyson or Sohan because all of those guys are, you know, better defenders than him. Certainly Sohan is number one, Dyson is, and then there's, you know, there's Matherin, who's another one of those guys with really good size uh, and lit for his, you know, position. Really great athleticism, you know what I mean? I, I definitely think he's a, he's a top 10 athletic guy coming out of this class. And so, you know, it hasn't quite been bitten with the with the injury bug. So I'm I'm prone to believe that his size length and his athleticism would, you know what I mean, would make him, if nothing at all, a, a neutral defender in this draft. But you know what I mean? Like, like we'll we'll see. You know what I mean? A guy who only has, you know, one skill really and for me I the way I've started looking at it is like I've broken basketball down into four skills and for me that's defend that's shoot that's dribble and that's handle and you know right now 
on fume. Like, I, I don't feel like many people disagree that, you know, he right now he just does one of those things really, 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 really well. And that's shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the kind of guy that you would call a specialist. And not just, I don't think that given the information that we have right now, you know what I mean? Um, that you draft a specialist um, at eight, you know what I mean? Because I can literally give y'all a list of, of guys like that in the second round or that can be had as a as an undrafted free agent. Um, but other than that, like, I, I think he's cool. I, I think there's a fit for a good couple of teams, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, really including us, um, you know, Portland, you know, a, a good couple of teams. Um, but I don't, he's, he's not, you know what I mean? He's not my personal favorite. Um, if we, if we remain um, at eight and I, I just hope that, um, you know what I mean? Wherever he goes, he, he does get himself on track and you know what I mean? The injury bug thing is, is kind of behind him. And, and I, 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 you know, I wish him, you know, proving a lot of people wrong because again, some people just think, um, you know, he is a specialist, but as I say, that one thing he does really well, he does it immensely well. And that's just a guy that you absolutely cannot leave open. Mm-hmm. So, like. uh, yeah. Um, and, and I say this with all due respect to, to AJ Griffin, I'm not interested. <laughs> um, and, and the reason being is because I've watched some of the film and it's, and it's not to take from his game. He's like you said, he's a hell of a shooter. Mm-hmm. It's just where we're at as a team trying to build and move forward and to build off of the success that we've had this season. Mm-hmm. I'm just not willing to take a shot on another injury player. I, I mean, I, I mean, that may sound like I'm taking a shot at Zion, but I'm not. It's just with you, you, you're dealing, you're dealing with enough of it already. Right. We got it in house like, already and we don't need more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like I said, it's no shot on Zion. It's no shot on any of the players, you know, B.I. or anybody else on our team. It's just we need somebody who's going to come in and they're going to be ready now and available now. And availability is the best ability in the NBA. Right. I don't care what nobody say. Right. At the um, same time, though, I feel like I get what you're saying on needing somebody that's ready now. But I'm looking at it from a point of view where, like, we can get, I, I feel like we can get somebody and stash them in Birmingham and not even much worry about them. I feel like we can run it back with the core we got now and we might not even need no rookie to come impact the game, no matter who it is we end up picking, you know? But, you know, I've always been of the, you know, I'm not worried about the draft pick sort of mentality, you know? Right. I mean? So yeah. that's, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like an outlier in that. <laughs> in that area. Well, you know, I agree with you on that. You know I mean? Whoever we get, they, they're going to spend some time in Birmingham anyways, because I mean, yeah. you know, um, building the roster and, and having it the way it is right now. Like I said, most people feel like one or two pieces makes us more of a contender. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, um, I need somebody who is going to be available day one. Mm-hmm. If something happens to where they can fill in, step and, up. right. You know, step up to the plate bat and we ain't got to worry about them, you know, uh, injuries, you know, I mean, right. injuries come in the game. Right. We, we've we played basketball. We've all played basketball. Injuries are part mm-hmm. of the game. But if I'm looking at a player's profile and in, in, in their resume, I'm I'm taking into account 
you know, how much of an injury prone person you may be. And yeah. maybe for me, um, I told y'all I'm, I'm a Ben Matherin person. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, kind of was like listening to the last uh, uh, episode that we had. Um, mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp is, is nice. But I'm the Ben Matherin person if yeah. I'm picking a, a number eight now. Um, Sharp turned down his uh, his invitation to come work out for us, huh? Well, yeah, that's what well, I heard, you know. And well, I mean, he, he the thing accepted, is, the thing is with one, that, though. Uh, go ahead, Philip. No, I was just saying he accepted one, but, um, you know, he canceled it. And, you know, not too much information on that. But, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a birdie did, you know, tell me that, he, <laughs> you know, he gave them... Um, you know, enough time, like, mm. you know, events. Um, so, you know, it's not really too much to trip about it. Certainly, yeah. I don't think, you know, people need to be talking crazy or speculating or, right. you know, whatever. True, true. It's a lot you know, of that this, going this, on right now. This, 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 is, this is a young guy that, um, you know, who, much like all of them, you know what I mean? Life is about to change, like, literally, second, you know what I mean? The second right. thing their name is called like soon as they say shaded sharp soon as they say ben matherin even a guy that may go in the second round jake laravia all these Mm -hmm. guys yeah the the minute they call Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they like um you know what i mean and you know you 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 can argue right go they 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 like going change as soon as their name get called and then literally two weeks later summer league starts (laughs) and it's just like a whirlwind and and, and exactly And I'll say this about um, the sharp rumor and, and, and you know, um, him turning down the, the invitation to be able to come and uh, work out for the Pelicans. Look, if a, if a team is set on a specific person, a, a specific skill set, a specific player, it don't matter. They're going to go draft him anyways. Now, mm-hmm. if he doesn't fit the need, then maybe they draft him, but then they maybe they know that another team wants him and another team may have some assets that they want and they move him in the direction of that team. So, I mean, look, us as fans, you know, uh, pump the brakes. Some, I mean, I be reading stuff and I'm always reading stuff on Twitter and I'm always like, man, we be taking some shots at people without even getting a full story. Like That's what fans do, man. Yeah, and I'm doing, and it's that fandom, you know, reactionary, right? Very reactionary. And the thing is, until you know the full story, sometimes it's better to just sit back, read something, digest it, and then just come back to it at a later time frame. Because what if, per se, June 23rd, we draft Shaden Sharp? Now you go and look down at all these Twitter accounts uh, of Pels fans saying, F him. You know, <laughs> you know, he didn't want to come work out. And, and the uh, truth is, maybe he didn't turn down that workout because he didn't want to come work out. Maybe he got sick. Maybe something happened in his family. We don't know the, the, the dynamics behind that. So pump y'all breaks sometimes. I mean, y'all don't be knowing the full story and y'all get a little taste <laughs> of, of what the media say about somebody. And y'all think it's the full course meal. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's the sample. So yeah, um, but um. On the AJ, yeah, um, I, I mean, you know, I, I think he's a hell of a shooter, uh, you know, but um, to me, but that's that's kind of all you can say right now, right? And and, and I, that's what I was gonna say. To me, that's pretty much all I see. And you need 
to, to, to crack this, 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 this team right now, you need to be able to give some defense and some offense to be able to crack the, 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 the squad. Yeah. Because right now that, that is the, the need right now shooting, but also to be a formidable talent on the defensive side, because we're going to need all of that to be combined together For to sure. be successful next year. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, who we got next? His, his. By the way, uh, a little Jim. I, because I don't know how many people actually know it, but his dad is Adrian Griffin, the 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 longtime oh, yeah. um assistant coach uh out there in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I definitely think that you know, no matter what, like he has a place in the league, he gonna be around, and you know what I mean. He may not end up in Toronto but just the mere fact that his daddy has been with that organization and the way that they turned out talent um Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I definitely think that um you know what I mean he can he can prove you know many of us wrong you know what I mean does is um shooting um you know I like the guy but definitely just not you know my one two or three you know what I mean um right 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 but 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 I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's what he was asking. Who are we talking about next? So um you want to go ahead on and 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 give us number two on your list, uh Falari? Oh well, you know, we, we could do it. I thought somebody was gonna come with some uh Apollo, uh since we don't have yeah, I can go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, we missing Charles today. Uh, Charles had uh, uh, some personal stuff to attend to. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, when we wrap this series up um, today, we'll still be uh, talking about um, the draft, even after the draft, because, yeah. I mean, we're going to pick somebody up and shit. Like Rel said, they got two and a half weeks to, to, to pack it up, Yeah, uh, f- find somewhere to stay, <laughs> they ask the Vegas. Right. It's gonna so, be the pick, uh, and it's gonna be whoever get on them two-way contracts too. Mm-hmm. You know? So I mean, you know, uh uh exciting uh, times, man. Very, very <laughs> like it, it literally like it. I mean, even though we've been out of the playoffs for a while and since the first round, but it really just felt like the shit really just ended like the season ended, I'm even saying. though it literally <laughs> did just end of course right. Golden State in Boston a couple of days ago. But yeah. man, like I'm 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 ex- I'm excited. I'm pumped. I couldn't wait for that series to end. I kept saying, <laughs> "Please go to state in this shit so we can start the off season." I am ready yeah. to start talking real Pelicans moves. Yeah, summer it's league coming. and where is the league start date? I'm ready for that shit. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the break already. We had our break. Look, our break started what. The, the first round, so I'm, yeah. I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to jump back in the gym. Let's get it. And our, and our guys ready. That's that's the main thing. Like like they ready like never before. So I'm like, it's crazy. When when, when have we seen this? Never. You we have like We have it. And that's they, what they, you know. And I kid you not. In both a return or yeah, or like right. somewhere believe they should. You know what I mean? Which I'm sure they had time probably immediately sure. after. But I mean, we saw them over they, there. In, in in pictures of them clowning and hanging out somewhere. Yeah, they were going to Hawaii. The right, you know. All of that. They but came back I am so excited to see Pelicans players in the gym right now. Yeah. In June. Like, yeah. In, June. in June. Right. Like, that is something that we haven't seen 
in our organization since Monty Williams was coaching. <laughs> well, I will. Well, no, because I was gonna say I will say this, but thinking about it, uh, I know Drew Holiday would go out to California, train with his guy, and he would have you know Frank with him, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, the dude with one eyebrow. And a couple other guys from the team, but to see the guys at home in New Orleans, yeah, that's different. Yeah. That's definitely different. So, yeah, uh, I know is. sometimes you need to change the scenery, and it do be hot as hell here in California. Weather is much nicer, but I do appreciate <laughs> that they stay at home, and you know they they going out and they and, and putting and themselves in the community. That's so, the see, that's the beauty in it. They sure. stayed home. They're working out in in the, the Pelicans facility, and they're infiltrating themselves in the community by doing work with the youth. Yeah. And we need that in the city of New Orleans because now we got to start wrapping ourselves around these kids mm-hmm. and start saving them and giving them other opportunities and other venues to look at besides being on that street corner. So shout out to them guys. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You had uh, uh, Zion put on his camp. Yeah, you had. Uh, um, Training them doing some things. I seen uh uh Grand Theft Alvarado out there doing some stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and as a fan and, and as a, a New Orleanian, because mm-hmm. I was born and raised in New Orleans, I appreciate them guys for putting in that time in it and, and giving their time to the community. For so sure. shout out to the, to y'all. Y'all keep doing awesome stuff for the community and the kids and, and Zion, you keep doing them dunks. And, and and them kids is is, is loving it, man. The, the looks <laughs> on them kids' faces are priceless, you know. And, and Tony I remember as well. And, oh yeah, and and, and AD Tony had yeah, because he well. had his he, basketball camp coming a, out this a, week a too. Right? And, um, yeah, y'all talking over each other, man. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Relax. <laughs> yeah, but you you're right, Falaren. He did have his camp um too. And shout out to him. You know, he's always you know putting on for the community, putting on for the team, putting on for the city, you know, and getting that respect on camera for us. So shout out to him. Uh, Rail, you want to go ahead on, uh, give us some yeah, Paolo? Yeah, man, Paolo Bancaro, um, you know, one-year player, at, <laughs> one-year player at Duke. Uh, he's a projected top three pick. Um, he was a consensus uh, five-star recruit and um, mm. one, of, one of the top players in the 2021 class. Uh, and he was also named ACC Rookie of the Year, too. Um, so he's standing at 6'10", about 250 pounds. Um, his stats last season, he averaged, let's see, uh, looks like 17.2 points a game, um, 7.8 rebounds, 3.2 assists. And overall from the field, he was shooting 47.8%. Um, Deanna Art, 33.8% from the charity stripe, just 72.9%. Um <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> he was averaging almost <laughs> one block a game. He was right under that point nine, and then as far as steals, he was at one point one steals a game. Um, averaged a couple of turnovers, two point four turnovers a game. But you know, sometimes that's kind of—I feel like that's kind of expected with uh, with bigs, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, what, what do I that's know? It's not that bad. Though. A college game, yeah. <laughs> it could be much worse. Could be much worse. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't like I've said in the last couple of episodes. I don't watch a ton of um, a ton of the college guys. Um, but Rocky, I would like to get your take on uh, what you think about uh, Paolo. I'm gonna be honest with you, Paolo. I, I, I mean, like you said, I, you know, we don't really watch too much of this, but I watched a couple of his interviews and, and some of his uh, film um, from Duke. Uh, Paolo been talking a lot of shit lately. Paolo <laughs> said, <laughs> "Bro, I'm number one. I don't care what nobody's saying," and I like that. I, I like that from him because to me. 
he's showing hell of confidence in his in his style of play in in his game and what more can you get from a player who believes in himself and, and willing to get out here and prove it to everybody else that look I'm number one I should be number one and mm-hmm. I think if he ain't picked number one he's gonna be playing with a chip on his shoulder to prove he should have been picked number one and so um just watching a little bit of film that I've seen on him um I can't really say too much bad about them. Them top three, no lie. Um, they almost have a 100% well-rounded game to them. Um, you know, good on defense, good on offense. Um, you know, I mean, there's a couple of things you might tweak, you know, getting into the the, the NBA because you're playing at a, a higher level talent of people. But mm-hmm. um, I, I ain't really got too much negative to say on Paolo. I wish we was... Uh, up in that top three, maybe we, we can get a swing and a bat at him, but um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't see him being a pelican. I wish him yeah. success in the the, the league. Um, he's a he's a he's a power forward, right? Yeah. Do you think we need any more power forwards on the team? Yeah. No. He he he's he's a four. He's a four. He's yeah. A, a natural four. Um. At that, I don't I don't really see much versatility for him to be um, a multi-positional guy yeah. or mm-hmm. be a guy that's a combo forward who plays, uh-huh. um, you know, the three and the four, because I don't really see him, um, you know, as a wing, um, you know, and, and the two the two weaknesses about him, um, you know, or his three-point shooting, which again, like, if, if you're not a three-point shooter, that's going to always be, you know, a weakness of yours in reality. Yeah. Not everybody mm-hmm. is, right? You got a lot of bigs who aren't, but it's still always going to be a knock against you because it's a skill set that if there was one skill set that teams kind of would want you to have, mm-hmm. it's shooting. Um, And then, you know, he isn't like when you think of, you know, like Rocky said, like when you think about those guys going top three, um, he's the worst defender of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not as good uh, a defender as as Chet or Jabari, but um, I just think that you know if if he actually goes to Houston with the third pick, I I don't mm-hmm. think it could be um, a better pick. You know what I mean? Um, you know one thing to like about him, I I I believe that in my opinion that he is the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no knock to Jabari, it's no knock to Chet, but I, I kind of see a guy and I see, um, you know, a guy that has, you know, real number one option to his game mm-hmm. with his ability mm-hmm. to like, you know, score everywhere all over the floor and uh, all over the floor. I'm sorry. Um, you know, even though he isn't as good of a shooter as again, as, as a Jabari, mm-hmm. um, you know, or Chet, but that physicality, that frame, that 6'10", 250, like, ready to, like, pound down low, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I I think that he's a, he's a day one, you know, starter, obviously, when he goes to Houston, you know what I mean? You have a team that just traded Christian Wood to obviously, you know what I mean, like, give him that job, you know, day one upon making that investment. <laughs> Um, you know, in him, but one thing to really, really like is, is his passing ability. Like 
legit is 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 mm-hmm. nice. Um, and and he's like that's something that he can excel at, and and I think is one of the reasons why I like the fit there because mm-hmm. when you look at what Houston did last year, they they aren't starting, um, you know, a natural point guard. You know what I mean? Um, they they lived with, you know, the ball and Kevin Porter Jr. hand, who's not mm-hmm. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, you know, a point guard, but just kind of relied on, you know, ball movement and you add another guy, um, you know, with his size, uh, his athleticism, his power, his physicality that can, um, you know, pass the ball and between him and Jalen. I, I mean, I, I think they, I, I think it, it'll be a start to something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Houston is is going to struggle defensively, um, you know what I mean? Because, you know, if if the projected lineup next year is KPJ, Jalen mm. Green, I'm not sure who they're going to start at the three, but yeah. Paolo and Sangoon, you know what I mean? You're talking about three guys who are arguably, like, net negative defenders. Um, mm. <laughs> and, and that's going to be – that's going to be – Tough, but I I don't think it's it's a better pick for uh Houston, um at three and like I said he's you know my number one pick. Yeah, well let me ask you this kind of like a little sidebar dealing with the you know Christian Wood trade and all of that stuff. <laughs> um, do you think what do you think about like what what is Dallas trying to do? Like, are they keeping Maxi and Powell? Are they moving on from one of them? I know they traded Boban out, but I mean he wasn't playing. Well, <laughs> well quickly because I I know we're gonna have to move on. Yeah. But Houston, Houston is Houston needs any type of production from their non guards. Uh-huh. Every everything obviously ran through Luca. He's their guy. You got Bronson who took a massive, massive leap. Um, you know, unfortunately, Hardaway he got hurt. But then mid season, yeah. you make a trade, you bring in another. Um, playmaking guy that can create and then with it. But most of their offense and what they did was all of their guards. Now, mm-hmm. Dorian Finney-Smith, he has gotten better every year, you know what I mean? And that combo forward guy and, you know, is really turning himself into a legit 3 and D guy. But like, when you watch that series against Golden State um, and, and, and much like you know, Phoenix, what you have is, again, specialists, guys who, you know, either are just three-point shooters and can't do nothing else, or guys who are three and D guys and can't do nothing else. So there's mm-hmm. no ball handling, there's no dribbling, there's, there's nothing else. And when you really can't do anything else, you know what I mean? When that three ball isn't falling, you can't, you know what I mean? Put the ball on the floor and get to the rim or there's no versatility or anything into your game. Um, you know, that's where Dallas, you know, ran into some trouble because you, you know, you had a good couple games from, again, Dorian Finney-Smith who knocked down some threes, but they didn't get much else from any other forward or any other nine guard on their team. So I don't know if the plan would be to have Christian Wood come in and exclusively be the four, which I think is best because I don't see him as a five. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's what that that's what that you know that's what that pick was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they traded that guy 
you know, Porzingis and ultimately, you know, trying to find somebody to fill, obviously, um, you know, that fourth spot, but I'll say this and I'll be done with it. Um, you know, Luca, I, I just, y'all forgive me. Like, I don't like giving credit to Luca. <laughs> um, I, I really don't say, but the dude is good. And, you know, what he, what he's done with that Dallas team, considering like he has not played with a legit all-star caliber player since he entered his career every year since his rookie year, like they've been in the playoffs with him as their best player. And, you know, a bunch of role players. So that's mm-hmm. really a testament to um how good he is. But, you know, it, it won't be talked about enough, you know, what Dallas has done and how they, you know, just given away picks and traded picks. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, resulting in a nut. Maybe, maybe they go further next year. Like, we don't know. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, that's what they was trying to do. And, you know what I mean? We'll see how much Christian Wood, you know what I mean, helps, um, you know, next season. Yeah. Mm. Well, all right. Who we, uh, who we got next to talk about on the list? Well, I, 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 let me say this, though. Um, when I seen that trade, uh, the Christian Woods trade, it made me wonder if Dallas is about to play a little bit of a hardball with uh, Brunson's contract. Mm. You, you know he gonna be um is he gonna he, be unrestricted i think i think so e- yeah. either that or or he isn't but they obviously in a position to to pay him more um then they gotta to. get paid and then 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 anybody else but i don't i don't know i don't see that being the case just because like even if he is a, a unrestricted agent i'd certainly think that they may be in possession of his bird rights, which again, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, would allow them to uh exceed, you know, whatever, whatever cap in in paying him um and retaining him. But I mm-hmm. mean, I don't I don't know if that had anything to do with anything, but but I mean, but maybe there could be a situation where he himself may explore his options. Mm-hmm. Um and, and if he is in fact an unrestricted free agent and you know what I mean? Brunson chose to take the money from somebody else. Um, then there's really nothing that Dallas um can do about it, which you know now is is and if that were to be the case, lucky on them they made that trade last year to get Dinwiddie. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Another um another ball handler, another um creator. But I I I think they I think they pay pay Brunson. Yeah, they got, to. they got to. I think so too. But I think it. I think it gives them the ability to try to play a little bit of hardball. And I mean, like we don't know if he's restricted, unrestricted, any of those things. But I, I just thought that when I looked at that trade, I was like, oh yeah, they putting some more uh, players behind uh, mm-hmm. uh, Luca and and giving themselves the ability to to to, to move around if they decide they don't want to pay Brunson as much as the next team may want to pay him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, I got Jeremy so so high. Now, I ain't gonna lie, when I first seen this dude's name, I was not looking at the 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 pronunciation. I probably chopped it up a whole bunch of times. <laughs> but, um apparently somebody got tired of was chopping it up online and, and decided to to put out a, a pronunciation hey. on his last name. Put some respect on was, that man's name. Right. Uh but yeah, uh so um 
he's actually a 19 year old and he just turned 19 on uh, May 20th. So, so he, he real young. Um, he's six foot nine, 230 pounds, um, out of Baylor. Um, and you know, our favorite player was Go Bears. okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, he's, he was the big 12 six man of the year this year in the big 12, um, all freshman team. So, um, you know, uh, average 9.2 points, 6.4 rebounds and 1.3 steals per, per game. Um, Beyond that, uh, he played what twenty nine minutes, and he's also was on the Polish uh, team for his country and won the FIBA uh, a while ago. Uh, so shout out to to them to him for his contributions on that team. Because man, th- these guys are making these national teams young. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the day, I mean, what Jordan it was like 24, 25, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but these these guys are making these national teams at very young ages, and they're getting some um some hella play out of these guys at, at young high level um competitions at, at at young ages. Um, so he played 30 games at Baylor. Um the most points he had in the game was 25. Um, allegedly, uh, he ain't too good on that three point line. He get uh, 29% at the three point line. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> you know, um, he ain't too good at the free throw line, 58%. Terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rebounds per game, 6.4, 1.8 steals, uh, blocks, uh, 0.7. So, you know, roughly maybe one block a game. Um, and pretty much, like I said, points per game, 9.2. Um, but we're going to say this, and this is no shot to Shade and Sharp. He was spotted in New Orleans eating uh, some, some healthy food with, <laughs> with the, uh, <laughs> the front office. So um, I really ain't got too much to say against him. Um, I don't know if those numbers read off as a top eight player to me. Um, maybe a, 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 a what y'all call it, um, trade back, yeah, and, and picking him up at maybe like the 12th or something like that, not the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with the shot doctor, I say this also with the shot doctor, that 29% on a three point, if he's really up to it, can come up to like a 30 something percent. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I didn't. I don't see if. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think I even saw what position he played. Uh, he's a forward. He's a forward. Yeah, he, right. he's mm-hmm. a, he's he's a forward. Um, it, it has him listed as as a like a three four. Mm-hmm. But in 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 that that shows his versatility. But I certainly believe that you know because of his size at six nine, which he might even be. Uh, really teetering on 610 and you know what I mean he just mm-hmm. made 19 a year ago so I mean not a year ago I'm sorry a month ago mm-hmm. so he's not even finished growing so that you know what I mean so mm-hmm. he's a guy that can be you know what I mean um can can grow a little bit more in these next uh two years so I certainly see him as more of a um a four a small ball five than the three or four guy that would suggest you know what I mean? He has the mm-hmm. versatility to play, to play on the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? But it it's one of them things where with with Sohan, 
Um, you know, some people, like you say, Rocky, you don't really see him as a as a top eight guy. You know what I mean? He certainly could be that 10. He could be that 11. He could be that 12 or 13. Like his range um, is kind of vast right now. Um, mm-hmm. But the combination of size, wingspan, like seven foot, um, versatility, athleticism, the IQ, it, you know, those are the kinds of guys that teams swing the fences for. Because it just was one of them things where it's like, and, 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 and I think, you know, one thing that we need to keep in mind is the teams that are typically in this position with a top eight pick or teams that, that lost, right. They didn't make the playoffs. Right. We did. Mm-hmm. So, so for a team, so it would be a different look if we didn't, you know what I mean? Make the playoffs. And now it's just like, you know, you you want to draft a guy that you think has the highest ceiling. And like I said, with his combination of size, the defense, the versatility, that athleticism, um, you know, he has some passing chops. Um, you know, that that's a guy that you say, like Fred Vincent was mentioned, you know, you lock them in the room together and, you know, mm-hmm. he find a way to help him become you know, a, a 35 at the very least, which is league average shooter. Like you're talking about a guy that would be a really high, high, high level role player next to Zion and BI for, you know, what this team wants to do. And, you know, given kind of the way we saw the season go, like when you look back on it, you know what I mean? With, with Trey versus, you know, Herb, Herb was a day one guy, like certainly nobody really expected him to be that good, but his defense was nothing short of spectacular for a guy that went 35th. You know what I mean? And the last time time we saw a guy that good was the last time a guy that good went 35th and he just won his fourth ring two days ago. You know what I mean? Um, and, and with Trey, it was kind of the opposite that, you know, he, he, he just needed a little bit more seasoning. And once he got that seasoning, you mm-hmm. know, down the stretch, in my opinion, Trey was the guy that saved us in a good couple of games down the stretch. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because of, because of the progression he made on the defensive end. Um, you know what I mean? His knack for rebounding the ball. Um, I've never seen a guy with such a baby face as cute as he is get a tag for <laughs> Shout out to my guy. Like, I, it's it's something that blew my mind. I still can't understand that that tech. That was crazy. Um, you know what I it mean? It really was. But 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 knocking down shots. You know what I mean? The way he did and and was ready when he finally you know, worked up that trust with Willie Green and his number was called. Um, mm-hmm. And so, again, with, with Sohan, it's, you know, that's a guy that would be a really 
incredible pick and roll partner, um, role man with a guy like CJ when he has the ball um in his hands. You know, it's 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 something to be excited about, about the potential defense of, of him and Herb having two, you know, six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, seven foot wingspan guys on the defensive end, you know, not to mention, you know, Larry, Larry Nance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? You have a guy like Sohan, he's drawing a, a lot of different comps for a lot of different individuals. Me personally, I kind of said, uh, you know, a, a bigger, a bigger PJ Tucker that's, you know, more skilled than some other, in some other areas uh, with his ability to, get to the basket in different ways, his mm-hmm. passing ability, which is something that uh, P.J. Tucker doesn't have, um, and just the sheer athleticism. But it's not a bad comp to call him Larry Nance, and it could really pay off, you know, immense, like immense dividends for the Pelicans to take Jeremy Sohan because um, I think in an interview or two during the Combine, he dropped Herb Jones' name. So mm-hmm. that's a guy who career he definitely follows and, mm-hmm. and think of himself as, yo, I can, you know what I mean, similarly be uh, a high-level defender like Herb Jones. But like I said, the dividends is, you know, getting him here, you know, putting him in a gym with with Fred Vincent, um, you know, putting him in a gym with with really Green, who, you know what I mean, who who loves guys who day one has something to offer, something to give on the defensive end, but the idea of him being a bigger, more athletic, slightly skilled Larry Nance is because you have Larry Nance, and the Pelicans could be in a position where they're grooming literally the next Larry Nance, next to Larry Nance himself, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, So I think those things could definitely pay dividends you're not getting a guy that's um you know much of a scorer right but that's kind of the gift that a lot of Pelicans fans are arguing right now that you have you know three great scorers in this league you know what I mean I I look at CJ I look at B.I. I look at Zion in my opinion I think all them guys are easily top 10 at their position not top 10 in the whole NBA, but specifically top Positions. 10 at their respective, um, you know, positions. And those are the guys that's going to dominate a lot of the ball and, and where most of the shots going to come from. So some people will argue that, you know, this Pelicans team doesn't need a guy that's another, um, you know, high usage guy that needs the ball in his hands uh, to do a lot of scoring because they feel comfortable with they big three so mm-hmm. to have uh another guy that um you know can do things on an offensive end that you don't currently get um you know elsewhere and, and come in and be uh another really really good defender um you know if not next year depending on the kind of opportunity and playing time he gets um you know certainly next year into and you know what I mean? And and that's I think that's kind of what they what they going for when I look at the herd pick, you know, when I look at the trade pick and you know, having uh, a Brandon Ingram, uh, a Herb Jones, a Jeremy Sohan, 
and, and Trey Murphy around Zion. Watch out. <laughs> I know, you know, th those, th you know, those pieces are, are crucial. You know, people don't realize this. When you put talent around talent, especially Zion's talent and, and what we're getting from BI right now, because, uh, you know, I think that's the, the understated element to the Pelicans game. Yeah. The, the growth and maturity of Brandon Ingram. So, so you're going to get that new BI, CJ, Zion, Jonas, Herb, Trey, Grand Theft, Larry, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, of course we're going to get Kyra back. Uh, we're going to get, uh, 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 the Tay, um, and, and shout out to Tay, uh, bro. If you listening, uh, I DM'd you. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a reply that you said you was going to show up here. So shout out to you. Um, I'll be trying to catch you live on Instagram, but I'll be a little bit too late because you'll be dipping in, in, in and out. Um, got and, the and notifications he, on? Yeah, yeah, I got them <laughs> on, but, you know, I got to keep that. I, when he go online, uh, he, he on there like two, three minutes. I got to hurry up and, and get in there. And get, yeah, he ain't on there long. But, uh, you know, look. I'm going, I'm going to always be a, a, a Tay fan and I'm going to tell y'all to back up off of Tay um, and, and give him his, his space because uh, this year is the year where I would really grade him on his effort when he on that court with, with Zion. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know what the, the team's moves are going to be, but um, should he remain on his roster? This is when I think that everybody can really evaluate him when he gets out there with uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion, CJ, Jonas, you know, and, and we get to really see um, the catch and shoot numbers that he, he's be, been able to put up. Um, so, so yeah, anyways, that totally off, off uh, topic. <laughs> but, uh, back, back to Sohan. Um, I'm, I'm not mad. Uh, I mean, Flaren, I should ask you this. Do you think it would be a discredit to the team if we were to pick him at number eight? I, I, I think that picking him at eight will kind of signal to me the future of Jackson Hayes. And I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, you know what I mean? Because when you look at both of those guys being – significantly young and, and one and done guys. Uh, you know, it's nobody that would disagree that Sohan, uh, Sohan, I'm sorry, is, um, you know, just a, a, a more skilled, um, you know, player coming out. And I don't even know if I could say that. I think it's more of a mental thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and him just just having uh, not even more upside. I don't know how to how to put it, but I I just think that like while Sohan is raw and he's one of those guys that I think that I believe I, I see you know spending a lot of time in in Birmingham. I just think that he already does a lot of things, um, you know, well enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like Jackson Hayes, we're kind of still wishing that 
you know, he's gone into his fourth year and, you know, last year we were still seeing him struggle to set a screen, right? We were still seeing him struggle to, to box out. Like we didn't really see no effort to, you know what I mean? To, to rebound the ball, to, to do the little things. That's it, to do the little things. Whereas Jeremy Sohan is a guy that, um, just a high motor. Just a high, high motor. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, and just 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 smarter than um, you know, I think what people imagine he would be. Because if you go back prior to um that Baylor season, Kendall Brown was supposed to be the guy. Kendall Brown was 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 all the rage and all the rave and the guy that you know they was talking about on that Bears team. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be Sohan being, you know, viewed as as the better prospect. So I just think I I low key do think it it's it'll be a bit of a disservice to him because, you know, where his minutes are gonna come from. You got a healthy Zion back that's gonna start. You mm-hmm. have, you know, J V, you have Trey, who I view as as a future stretch for like to me, Trey is and will be doing through your modern day stretch four. Mm-hmm. And then you have Larry Nance, who's here for one more year, but I'm sure I'm positive they're going to give him and you know an extension, even if it's just one year. That's an extra year he's going to be here. So mm-hmm. again, like and and if Jax is still in the fold. Where does, you know, Sohan's minutes come from unless you, in a sense, like push a guy down a position? Maybe you could play, uh, play Trey as this, this super, you know, big, long two. I don't know how that works, but I think kind of from that standpoint, um, you know, it'll be a bit of a disservice. But but I also think that, you know, if I was Sohan, I, I would kind of look at it as a, as an opportunity and 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 that like I don't I don't have to you know to rush to to be anything or to do anything because so often you know what I mean like guys to be put it because you know it's levels to this shit right like Meek said mm-hmm. it like it's really levels to this shit and not everybody is equipped mentally spiritually and emotionally to like again soon as they name call right they life changes and not a lot of these guys are, you know what I mean, equipped to to go somewhere and immediately have the spotlight, the focus, the responsibility and everything that comes with that weight entirely on their shoulders. And a lot of times they could put guys in positions where, you know, they 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 initially do a lot of things um, you know, wrong or don't learn the correct way. Mm-hmm. Because it's everything is fast and immediate right now, and it has to be right now. Whereas, you know, that won't be the case for for Sohan. And you know what we've seen this last year. Um, you know, I I I I, I struggle to say, you know, kind of given our history that we've been a good development team. But I think with you know the the guys that's in the building now, um. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm believing. I'm starting to, I'm starting to believe. But again, like I said, I, I just think that it will signal, you know, for me and, and make me question. You know what I mean? Like, which Jack's future here? You know what I mean? Much like 
if we were to draft Dyson Daniels or 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 Matherin, who is again, you know, is my guy and your guy, Rocky as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would, you know, it would signal a question for me. You know what I mean? What's the future of Devontae Graham? What's the future of Kyra? So, you know, we we we're, we're gonna see, but um, I I wouldn't be mad at the at the Sohan pick, and I, I definitely see the vision and and you know and why they were choosing, but that would certainly be, um, you know, something that. I don't think we'll we'll pay dividends for us, um, you know, for a couple of years. Okay. But I see the vision. Okay. All right. Go ahead. ahead, I was going to say what's left on the uh, itinerary for today. I I believe that was the last one, right? Um, We didn't get to to do uh, Matherin or Dyson, but I'll make a max. (laughs) I'm about to say do mattress since that's both of you guys uh you know your pick. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try, try to make it quick. Um, six six guard provides athleticism, shooting, scoring ability. Seventeen five and two on forty five thirty six seven seventy six shooting splits. Um, incredibly efficient with a true shooting of fifty seven. Um, you know, um, it, it, this is a guy who you know what I mean. He can shoot uh as well um you you know you have a lot of a lot of people kind of you know pelicans drafts with a um you know who kind of split that 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 you know there's a portion of people that thinks Matherin is the pick there's a, another portion of people that kind of feels like you know we need to go you know with uh, a, a guy that you know a better defender whether it's Dyson Daniel who who is again another guard with great size great length or just go, you know, so on a guy that, you know, many people believe is a, is a one through five, um, you know, defender. But of them, no question, Matherin is absolutely, um, you know what I mean, the better the better shooter. He's a guy that can score at and near the rim, dunks at 90% of the rim, which is a really high mark, 63%. Um, and he gets to the rim, you know what I mean? Um, he's not considered a playmaker, um, you know, by no stretch of the imagination, but he averaged 2.5 assists. And in fact, Dean, he has a better assist to turnover ratio than Ivy, a guy who a lot of people sees and peg pretty much the next um, John Moran and, and how they, you know, rave about his passing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? But equally don't think that Matherin has any playmaking or creation um to his game, you know what I mean? But he posts a stat. Um, you know, that's better than that's better than Ivy himself. Um, you know, he he's unselfish and it's no doubt that he can make a play with the ball. Um, he's better than good in transition. Um, as a cutter in the 82 and 86 percentile, um, respectively, created a ton of gravity with his shooting coming off ball screens, off the catch, attacking closeout. Um, you know, uh, for a lot of people, one of the things that's a concern of his is um, on the defensive end and if he's really going to be able to defend uh, at a high level in in his handle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like what, you know, how, you know, and what handle is, you know, can he create, um, you know, separation? Can he create space? Can he... Um, 
you know, put guys in a position to be successful. But again, like I said before, you know, I, I look at guys' situation in college. I look at guys' situation uh, coming into the league. And I'm not going to say I don't have no concern um, about his handle at all. It's just I'm less worried about it because that's not his role. Right. I don't like I'm not worried about him having the ball in his hands and, and, and you know what I mean, really setting other guys up and putting them in position to be successful when he's going to be on the floor, you know, at any point in time with two of CJBI or Zion. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and I, I see a, I see a guy that, and, and, and I hate to say it, but when I think about Devonte and why he was brought here, um, you know, Ben Matherin is nothing like Devontae, but when you just think of the role, a guy that they brought here to maybe be a tertiary, a tertiary um, creator, but most importantly to play next to Zion as a shooter. And Matherin would fill that role to a T. To me, that would be his role, a secondary scorer, off the bench you know mm-hmm. what I mean and the, and the thing about the reason why I, I like it or I like the idea of him being a guy that you know replaces a Devontae is because you have Devontae who's you know 6-1 at best Matherin is 6-6 and a half uh you know almost 6-10 wingspan and and you know like I said um you know there's probably five guys that I can name who to me are just sheer, you know, at more athletic than him. Jaden Ivey is, is, you know, one of them, maybe Shaden Shaw, um, you know, maybe Jeremy Sohan, but it is not, you know, I, I would even say Tari Eason. So I, I can think of maybe, you know, no more than five guys in my own personal opinion that are more athletic, um, you know, than than he is, but um, and, and like I said, the size, uh, you know, the athleticism, the length, um, you know, to me, kind of, it it, it kind of it, it it makes me feel, you know, rather positive that I think that he can be a, a, a solid defender at the next level. Like it says a lot because if he was drafted by us, he would come in. And to me, immediately be our second best defensive guard behind Jose, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think, mm-hmm. and 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 I I don't think I, I I nobody would disagree that Jose obviously is a better defender. But here's the issue with that: like we saw how good Jose was, right? We saw how great of a story he was. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody expected that. But Jose is a guy, and he even said himself, you know, he's six foot on a good day. You know what I mean? As good of as good of a defender as I've seen him be. Um, you know what I mean? And and just his his angle and his position, um, his IQ, um, his tenacity, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean, everything that he brings at the end of the day, his size is always going to come into play. You know what I mean? I've seen I've seen the Devin Bookers, you know, just completely shoot over him like he wasn't there. Yeah. Where I'm I'm not saying that, you know, Ben Matherin is a guy that will come in day one and lock Devin Booker up. But the difference is at least you have a guy, you know what I mean, with a ton more size and length that can that can contest better. 
yeah opposed to you know what I mean Devin Booker to me is a bigger guard at like you know six five or so himself and you know again while Jose is a good defender he's six on the good things so it's right. just like it, it you know what I mean it's almost like putting Jose on Brandon Ingram and telling him go defend him it's only so much that you're going to be able to do because the dude just it could turn around and shoot over you. Whereas, shoot over. Mm-hmm. Again, you exactly. Whereas Matherin, at least he, you know what I mean, put his arms up, whatever, whatever I think could, could contest um, a whole lot better. You know what I mean? Another struggle is really no, no kind of in-between game, no floater, no runner, no jumper. He was absolutely abysmal, um, I, I think, in the, in the mid-range game, shooting like, um, you know, 29%. Um, but I think, but, but uh, again, like I, you know, for a guy that shot, uh, 36% from three on, you know, really nice volume, um, six threes a game, made six threes a game, made two a game in a 76% from the strike. It, it, it kind of like, there's no way that guy, you know, won't develop a, a 10 foot 12 foot 15 foot jumper you know mm-hmm. what I mean because mm-hmm. because he can shoot so I'm so for me uh I'm I'm really confident um you know in that one of his defensive roles kind of a lot of people seem to keep speaking to it being um a lack of effort and kind of you know giving all you have um day in and day out but um you know I I just think that you know, understanding that coming to this Pelicans team and that the one way you're going to get minutes and opportunity is to play on the defensive end. Um, you know, I don't think that that's a guy that's going to shun at the idea of like, oh, I got to get out there and compete and I know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. What he did from, you know what I mean, and the leap he took from his freshman year to sophomore year at Arizona because he entered the draft last year as well. Um, you know, basically to to hear back from scouts, hear back from teams on what it is that, you know, he needed to do. He went back to Arizona, did just that, turned himself into a likely top 10 pick. Nobody can make me believe this is a guy that won't get better. This is a guy that's going to be, you know, just just a, a, a 3 and D guy with, you know, nothing else in his game because there's no handle right now, even though you know, you have some greats and some ex-players that say, you know, either you have it or you don't as it pertains to um a handle. This guy is an immense worker. And what we're starting to see is the Pelicans draft guys who are hard workers. We have Mr. Jim Red himself in Brandon so, Ingram. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you draft guys who, you know what I mean, who has this idea of like, I know who I am. You know what I mean? I have sheer confidence in myself. Um, he oozes confidence. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? He can't be deterred from anything. He can't be rattled. He plays with poise. I said a few months ago that he might, in fact, be everything that we wanted Nikhil to be. And I was really high on Nikhil. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they traded four, which was, you know, DeAndre Hunter. And in that draft in 19, DeAndre Hunter was my guy. Mm-hmm. But Nikhil was certainly a consolation prize because I had watched him um at V Tech and I wasn't I wasn't too upset about the pick, but um I certainly think a, a bigger guard that you know in situations where he needs to make the right read, I I I think could 
you know, could make the open pass. Um, you know what I mean? And it could be a better decision maker. I certainly think that, um, you know, he can he can fill that role of, of you know, what it is that we needed and expected, um, you know, from the kill. But again, like I said here, lastly, just his role in the NBA is an off-ball scoring threat that can excel and catch a shoot situation, um, motion and transition offense, again, like going off the screen, uh, you know, type things. Um, J-Dub, I don't know if y'all follow him throughout, you know, uh, Pell's Twitter, but, yeah. you know, he, call, he called him, um, you know, he called him Athletic J.J. Reddick. I mean, <laughs> J.J. Reddick is going to go down in history as one of the best shooters. So <laughs> it's not particularly a bad comp. I have my own comps. Right. And, you know, I say, you know, more Tim Hardaway, kind of Evan Fournier, which is, is not bad players, Um, you know, which is not bad comps. You know what I mean? Either. Certainly, I think he's more athletic than any of those guys um you know what I mean um you know but again that's that's what I see his role as using using his athleticism um you know what I mean I'm picturing days where him and Zion you know on a break running in transition you don't want to be in front of neither of those guys who just play with sheer power um so I like him and you know what I mean it's not really much that anybody can say to kind of deter me um, you know, from from warning him, but we'll see. I, I, you know what I mean. I just, I, I just, I'm y'all. When I say I'm gonna be really sad if for another year I gotta watch a guy that I wanted succeed and be good for somebody else. I watched this with Hunter. I watched it with Sadiq Bay, mm-hmm. and I just do not want to see it with Ben Mathis. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that he can you know, in a right situation can grow into be, um, you know, an all-around guy that has scoring ability, uh, certainly can hold his own, um, you know what I mean, on on the defensive end and, and could be a really solid, um, really solid shooter. I feel it. Well, I appreciate you pulling up today. I think, uh, Rocky, I think you had one more, um, more shout-out that you wanted to do before we got out of here today. Yeah, uh, so um, once again, for everybody who's listening, we have a contest that's rolling. It's called the, the number eight pick uh, choice. Um, is your decision. You running out of time, but you need to go on. To, you need to go on to the very first podcast for this series, the draft series, and on Twitter and give us your pick for the number eight pick. And uh, the winner, whoever names the number eight pick, courtesy, and I want to let y'all know who this is coming from. I don't know if y'all can see this, uh, but that's little Timothy. <laughs> Timothy is our go-to guy. He get it signed. So um, Timothy uh, uh, gets everything signed by any and everybody who come through the Pelicans tunnel. <laughs> so. <laughs> Timothy gave us courtesy of Timothy. Here is going to be an all-star pitcher signed by Brandon Ingram himself. And so we're going to be giving this to the winner of the contest. uh, And that is Brandon Ingram's signature right there for everybody who act like they can't see it. You know, Mm. Um, we're going to be giving that to the winner. Um, It's going to be mailed out to you in a nice little uh, piece that you can hang up on your wall and, you know, uh, 
courtesy of of Tim and and the Rocky and Rail show. And uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening to us. And uh, hit that like, subscribe button. Yeah, leave some comments too. Comments, comments matter, man. And we watch and we read them. Um, so, uh, yeah, we just want to let y'all know that the contest is real, the signature is real, and it is a real autograph, uh, picture, by the way, shoot, this is a picture, shit, I, I, I damn near want to go put my, num- my pick down there in the number eight, uh, selection, so I can get this, uh, all-star with, uh, Brandon Ingram, and you got Kawhi Leonard on there, so, um, uh, two, two of my favorites, so, um, oh, yeah, love, love me some Kawhi, man. Yeah, you know, so uh, uh, shout out to, to, to Timothy, um, you know, for, for giving us this uh, courtesy picture, Timothy Dixon. Um, y'all can catch Timothy in section 107, getting your favorite player's autograph every <laughs> game, <laughs> every game in the Smoothie King Center. He don't miss a player and there ain't a player who ain't signed nothing for him. So shout out to him. <laughs> Um, and his father, Josh, um, two hell of a, a, a Pelicans fans. Um, so, yeah, y'all get in that comment section and let us know um, who your pick is. Um, if somebody else named your pick, if you picked after them, just want you to know the first person who picked the right person is going to win the, uh, the, the autographed uh, photo of Brandon Ingram. And uh, yeah, Rel, you can go ahead on and close us out. For Laren, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, we want to thank Charles for um, his contributions to this draft series. Look, the Pelicans are picking whoever it's going to be. We don't know on Thursday. And I suggest y'all tune in. Uh, Rel and them going to be at, uh, where y'all going to be at, Rel? Mid-City Yacht Club. Uh, Mid-City Yacht Club. St. Patrick Street in New Orleans. Yes. So y'all knows. pull up there <laughs> and, 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 and buy Rel a drink. Um, also, y'all <laughs> continue to support Rel's journey on GoFundMe um, for her, her um, process that she's going through. Y'all continue to support her and we appreciate that. And um, for the people who going to be in the Smoothie King Center, I'm gonna have my ass in there, I'm bringing my niece, and, and we're gonna be screaming for whoever the pick is, just like we were screaming when we picked Zion. Free food, <laughs> free drinks. Y'all holler at us later. Yeah, um, like we were saying, we got the Pels 12 um, draft party at Mid City Yacht Club. Uh, the team is hosting a draft party at the Blender for season ticket holders. I think they only have like 2,000 tickets, um, and there might still, still be some available. Um, and then for people who are not going to be, um, you know, out at either one of those parties, obviously tune in and watch the draft. But I think Chris will also be on Spaces doing a live show during the draft as well. So make sure you tune into that. Um, I'm probably going to be uh, not calling in, but I'm probably going to be, uh, you know, coming up on Spaces real quick to speak about the vibe at the party after we pick just to kind of get the crowds like, you know, live reactions and everything just to let. The, the listeners at home know how that goes. But um, yeah, once again, for Lauren, I appreciate you pulling up. Uh, we're going to yeah, do another absolutely. episode. We're going to do another episode right after um, the draft, um, probably on Saturday again. And um, yeah, you guys stay tuned. And until next time, go Pals. Go Pals. <laughs>